today on CityCast Denver. It's that time of year. Drive down Federal or through the north suburbs and you can smell it in the air. Fresh roasting green chilies. To me, that's fall. So today on the show, our producer Paul Caroli and our newsletter writer Peyton Garcia stop by one of those roadside chili stands to see why buying chilies this way is so ritualistic in our state. Today is Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. All right, Peyton, where are we? We are at 52nd and Sheridan um, on the border of Arvada at the Morales Family Chili Roasting Stand. Set the scene for us a little bit. What are we looking at? All right, so it's just kind of a turnoff of Sheridan. It's kind of easy to miss if you're not expecting it. And then we're in a big gravel parking lot. Um, there's, a, there's a big yellow sign that says Morales Chili Roasting. Um, and then we've got a big tent here, like a gazebo um, type deal. And just rows and rows of baskets full of delicious looking chilies. And then we've got, it looks like maybe 10 roasting um contraptions i don't know what those are called paul do you no we'll learn today <laughs> we will learn but the thing where they put them in and they actually roast the chilies and it smells fantastic it does it smells amazing it smells like fall shall we yes let's go come on in the shade absolutely ready for us yep. cool cool Thanks so much for doing this. No problem, not at all. Um, where do we even start? I mean, I guess we should start with, uh, could you introduce yourself? Like, who, who are you? Where are we? My name is Ron Morales. I'm the owner of Morales Family Chili Store, and we're located on 52nd and Sheridan. You're the owner? I am, sir. And you're out here working hard roasting chili? Yes, sir. That's how you build your business up, you know? When you're a mom and pop shop, you know, you have to... You have to rely on customer service in order to build your business. And we've been here in this location for 28 years roasting chili. How long have you personally been doing it? I've been doing it basically. So, so my so between me and my dad, we've been on this block for 55 years. We started out with Christmas trees, fireworks, and then fresh roasted chili. So I kind of grew up in this in this in these side businesses or these seasonal businesses. You know, Christmas trees, fireworks, and then we moved into produce and, and uh, uh, roasted chili. So the Morales Family Chili Store is a year-round business? No, typically, no. I mean, I'm working on, I'm working on doing it year-round, so it comes from different regions. So it's basically a seasonal kind of, of a business. So the chili business is from typically from August until the end of October, depending on Mother Nature. And what I mean by that, but by the first freeze, basically, once you get the first freeze, depending on how deep it is, you could either survive it or it'll completely be over, over with. So it all depends on when the chili is. So, so like right now, I carry Hatch New Mexico chili that comes up from New Mexico. And I also carry Pueblo, Colorado, which comes from Pueblo. 
we got to talk about that hatch so it's 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 a real i mean new mexico is more mainstream they get more publicity than colorado colorado is like a secret when it comes to chili only people who really know about colorado chili is if you grew up here or you're raised here you know but other than that you you won't hear about it like you would new mexico you know where you hear about it all everywhere on the internet or or on advertisement or TV or whatever, you know? Sure, sure. It's like a better brand, maybe you're more popular. Not necessarily. I mean, it's it's basically Mother Nature who has to say whether the, the chili is going to be good for New Mexico or for Colorado. So, I mean, it's, it's typically Mother Nature's uh, act, basically. Do you prefer one over the other? So, I mean, typically, I mean, no. I mean... And there goes back to Mother Nature, it, depending on how the season is. So when we have drought seasons or fire conditions, it seems like the chilies from both Colorado and New Mexico are at their best. Because it's so hot and dry, that's what makes your chili get bigger, more flavor, more heat. So the opposite, which like this year, has been real a lot of rain, a lot of moisture. So this year for both of them, the chilies aren't as big, aren't as flavored, and aren't as hot as a season where you have drought season. Are hatch and Pueblo chilies, are, do they come from the same seed then? So yes, typically yes. Yes, typically yes. You have, you have a, a, a handful of different strains that, you, that they pretty much grow everywhere. California, Arizona, New Mexico, Mexico, Colorado. But there are a few strains that they don't carry in these other states. Pueblo, they have one that's called a Mirasol or a, Mir a, Mir a Moscow, which is only grown here in Colorado. You won't be able to find it nowhere else. And the flavor and the and the heat is, I mean, that's kind of put Pueblo or Colorado on the map for chili. But like I said, it's kind of a kept secret for Colorado. You've been doing this for 28 years. How has the business changed in that time? It's changed a lot. I mean, in in the beginning, it was more, I mean, chili is more of a, of a, a poor man's food, so to speak. That's the way we were brought up with grandma, grandma and grandpa. We, they didn't have much means, so we ate beans and chili and potatoes on a regular basis. So it's changed a lot. It's gotten it's it's gotten more popular with uh, with other people. People that look like me. <laughs> yes. So, gotcha. I mean, it's changed. I mean, I mean, for example, we've had them come in and kind of have clueless to it, not knowing what to do with it or how to cook it or how to prepare it. So we kind of teach them, you know, it's not hard at all. Would you say most of your customers are repeat customers, people who've been coming here for a long time? Yes, it's funny because I have customers who come this year and they've been saying, you know, this is my 25th year coming here buying chili from you. I even had a, a couple that used to family tradition where they brought their son in here to pick out their chili, roast their chili up, and take it home, bag it up and everything. That kid has graduated college now. When he first came in here, it was in middle school. So to hear them say that, dude, I mean, it's, it's, that's awesome, you know? And like I said, that's basically how I built my business is, is customer service. I wanna ask you a big question. Because I know 
having lived here for a while, that every year around this time, stands pop up on the sides of highways, on, on like off-ramps, sides of roads like Sheridan here. People like yourself selling roasted green chilies, fresh roasted. Where did this come from? Why, why is this the right way to sell green chili? It was, it was a, like I said, it's, it was a tradition that was passed on for generations. Grandma and Grandpa used to go and buy chili from the farms, literally the, the roadside markets or the farmer's markets. So it got to be such a big business that they said, well, let's put it everywhere to, to see if we will be able to generate some income. And basically, that's what it, it is. I mean, there's, there's a, honestly, there's enough people and enough chili for everybody to make a living off of, basically. You know? Can I ask you about that a little bit? Yeah. How much revenue ex- do you expect to make, like, in a good season? It, it, really de- it really depends on a lot of things. I mean, you got, I mean, like this year with the coronavirus and everything, you have a, a lot more cost. This year, freight, product, everything. So, I mean, it, it just really kind of typically depends on on the way the season goes. I mean, you can make anywhere from $1,000, anywhere up to, you know, ten or $15,000. For a whole season? For a whole season. It, it looks like a lot of work. Yeah. And then you got to remember, you... You're out here in the heat, 90 degrees outside, standing next to that roaster, you know, that's another three or 400 degrees out there, you know, so. So what do you think, like, what do you think this is going to look like in, in 20, 30 years? Is this still going to be a tradition? I say yes. Yes, I, I would say even more so. Like I said, I've been here for 28 years, and I get customers that have been driving by this location that go to work for 10 or 15 years and finally decide to stop in to see what it's all about. So, you know, people love green chili. It ain't going nowhere. Can we buy some? I want to go through the whole process. Guys can. So what we have here, the first table, we got mild. Hatch, Hatch New Mexico mild. We got Hatch medium. We got hot, extra hot. All these are all from Hatch New Mexico. On that side, it's all Pebble, Colorado. Basically, all your strains are similar. So typically, for a, a, a couple or a family, usually two baskets will be enough to last you until this time again next year. I mean, that's how it's. That's the way Grandma did it, basically. Well, I think that's got to be it for me. I got to do that the way Grandma did it. Get you one bushel of Mirasol. It's from Pueblo, the best flavor, the best heat, everything for you. Awesome, sold. So I'm putting them, put them inside the roaster so that we can roast, roast up the, roast up the skins on there. I love that. It's such a great sound. It's very distinctive. By roasting it, you, you blister the top layer, which is the skin, so that when you peel them, basically. You peel all that off. And then you have the option to pull out all the seeds, cut out all the seeds, and then dice that up. You could either dice them up, throw some in a blender with some tomatoes, some garlic, some cilantro, instant salsa, you know? 
or you can just even smash them up, throw a little bit of onion, a little bit of garlic, throw it on your eggs in the morning, you know. So like I said, it's real simple. It's not hard at all. Okay, guys, you're ready to go. It smells fantastic. I'm so excited about this. Hey, Paul here. I've got one more thing to address before we say goodbye to Ron and the Morales family chili roasting stand. It's the weather forecast. Yes, the National Weather Service does say that we may see snow on Thursday evening going into Friday this week. And as Ron said, that does typically signal the end of chili roasting season. But never fear, Ron's got a plan. I have refrigerated trailers so I can control the temperature. So Basically, for example, we got a freeze next week where the hard freeze where we got three or four days. I'll go to the farms and I'll stock up thousand bags and I can usually make it last until 30 days, 45 days after that because I can c control my climate. So if it's freezing out here, I can keep it in the trailers at 38 degrees constantly, whether it's 100 degrees outside or if it's 20 degrees outside. Usually I'm the last one roasting in Colorado. Every year. Every year, guaranteed. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. An update on a story we brought you a few weeks ago. In mid-September, the city of Denver closed Civic Center Park to the public, citing health and safety concerns, and said it would be installing more surveillance cameras and working on restoring the grass. Well, now the city is apparently aiming to reopen the park by mid-November. Westwood reports that the annual Chris Kindle Market is slated for a November 19th opening in Civic Center, meaning the public space will most certainly have the temporary fencing removed for commerce reasons. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. That's the greatest compliment anyone's ever given me. I sound like a gremlin and Santa.